Hello and welcome to the Positive Pod. Ever had to learn something and felt frustrated? This week, we're going to take a look at tips and tricks from the neuroscience literature to maximize the way we can learn. Join us on the Positive Pod. Did you ever start thinking with a thousand things on your mind? Hello and welcome back to the Positive Pod. This week we're going to take a look at how adults learn differently than kids, how you can use the way your brain processes and stores information to maximize your learning, take a look at this concept of neuroplasticity we've heard so much about, and take a look at the concept of cognitive breadcrumbs, and finally, using the whole of your brain to maximize the way you can learn. So hang with us. This will be fun. Let's jump right in. So, have you ever tried learning multiplication tables as an adult? Have you ever tried learning common core math as an adult? That's an experience many of us have had recently, and it's not easy. And we tend to learn things as adults only when they're relevant to us. We tend to learn things only when they're practical, and when we think we can use them again. And even better, we tend to learn them when they have some personal relevance to us. What do all those ideas have in common? Well, they're all principles of adult learning. And Malcolm Knowles was a theorist who came up with this idea that adults learn differently than kids. And he came up with that idea back through the 70s and 80s. I want to share a couple of those principles that are going to help you to learn more effectively when you need to learn. So let me share a couple with you real quick. Adults tend to be self-directed learners. They learn what they want to learn. They do better when they can say, I want to learn this. Number two, adults learn best by connecting ideas with something they already know. I can't say enough about this concept. We're going to take a look at ways that we can leverage that in our learning. Number three, adults learn best when new learning fits with current role in life, right? So in other words, adults learn best when the information is personally relevant to them. Number four, adults learn best when the material is immediately useful to them. And finally, number five, adults tend to be uniquely motivated contrast that with what we're hearing now about, well, we could use this time in isolation and we could use this time to get better at our tiddlywink design and those sorts of things. Well, you should use this time to better yourself and to learn things. And and that's cool. But in general, adults just aren't going to learn stuff to learn stuff. So how do we use that concept? That's the question. How our brain processes and stores information is a critical piece uh, of something that can help us. We use different brain structures to do different things, and they actually happen to be located at different parts of the brain. So here comes the next tip, cognitive breadcrumbs. What's that mean? So the more of our brain we get involved with learning the information, the better. We come up with a a funny saying that helps us to remember something. That's a way of leaving an auditory-based, a hearing-based cognitive breadcrumb. If we visualize something, a concept, say you're teaching, trying to teach your kid you know, the theory of relativity and it helps you to remember that when you picture, you know, Einstein and his wacky hair, right? That's a visual breadcrumb that you can use. So as you learn new things, try to incorporate as many cognitive breadcrumbs as you can. Create a visual of what you're learning. Create a funny saying about what you're learning. 
They're called mnemonics, by the way. If you take notes, that neuromuscular process of actually taking the notes is yet another cognitive breadcrumb. If you can draw a picture of something, if you can make colors into something, you're planting more and more cognitive breadcrumbs all around your brain so that when you need to find your way back to that information, it's much more efficiently tracked down and utilized. Okay, next tip, and this one's critical, idea pairing. Adults do best when they have context for information. So the idea here is that adults come into new learning with a rich background, sort of a web of ideas, experiences, uh, and things to which they can compare new learning. So when we can put new learning into context with something we already know, it provides us an instant way back to that information. So the process of that relies on our ability to find some similarity between the new information and the older information that we already know, or about which we have a memory. So, for example, if we're trying to learn common core math, for example, and we can, in our head, connect this new common core math with what we remember about Sister McGillicuddy, who used to teach us algebra, if we can remember a conceptual similarity between the two, we will instantly be able, using that Mrs. McGillicuddy connection, be able to find our way back to that information and use it most efficiently. So this next tip leverages the way that our brain physically works to maximize our learning. So let's take a look at this one. Kids learn by building new neural networks and their brains are programmed to do that. They have an active growth process happening. As adults, we have to stimulate that growth process to get it going because that's not a biological imperative of ours, unlike kids. How do we do that? Well, one thing we know about the human body is it will respond we know that the brain will respond structurally, and we know that the body will respond to need. So how do we create need? The brain builds new neural networks using a process and a fuel called nerve growth factor. And it will only produce nerve growth factor when it absolutely has to, because it's relatively expensive for the body to produce. And the body, there's a concept called homeostasis out there that states the body will try to be just as efficient as it possibly can and get back to what it thinks its baseline normal is. So the idea here is we're, we're firing our brains up. In essence, we're firing up the furnace so that we can establish that the body needs to fuel it. Very similar to the concept of when we start to exercise after, after a while off, our body ups our metabolism. We're doing the same thing in the brain by asking the brain to produce more nerve growth factor and to feed various structures of our brain that are growing that nerve growth factor. So let's take a look at the ways that we can do that when we're learning new information. Again, we mentioned that when we learn new things, adults tend to learn best when it fits our personal roles. So one way that we can sort of get our brain to agree to build new neural networks and to fuel those neural networks is to find enough within this new learning that fits within our role. For example, if we're forced to learn common core math, I mean, we certainly wouldn't do that on our own, but we're going to do that if we're a mom of a kid who needs to learn this stuff for school. We're going to do it if we're a dad of a kid that learn, needs to learn this stuff for school because it fits with our role. Our brains are programmed to say what's most efficient here, and we're only going to expend resources on the most important things. So that concept of finding meaning that we've talked about in previous podcasts is an important one here as well. We need to find the meaning within whatever it is that we're learning that fits our personal role best. That will convince our brains that it's, hey, it's a good idea to invest the resources here. So how do we do that? We find whatever new thing that we have to learn. We find, all right, so what's deeply personal, personally relevant to me about this? What fits with the current role that I have? And let me identify that. Let me think intentionally about that. That will convince your brain and your body that it's worth the effort. And that leads us to our next tip, 
and that's emotional resonance. Because of where we store emotional memories in the brain, they can be some of the most efficient and effective markers for new information. So here's the tip. If in any given information you can find something that pisses you off, that makes you laugh, that makes you sad, that elicits any kind of emotional reaction, it'll be much more sticky in your brain, number one, and number two, much more easily and more efficiently accessed later. So, you know, as you're reading through new material, as you're learning new things, find something in it that's got emotional resonance for you. Similarly, anything that's counterintuitive works the same way. So if it surprises you, surprise is the single best and biggest psychoeducational and psychoemotional marker there is. There's lots of different theories as to why that might be. But probably the best evolutionary theory is that we needed to, when we found something that was a new food to us or we found a new danger in our environment, we needed to remember exactly where that was for survival reasons. As it turns out, our brain marks those surprises with big sort of red post-it notes. Think of finding surprise or counterintuitive aspect of something as a way to put a big red or pink post-it note on it so that you can find it most efficiently later. So if you're trying to learn Common Core Math, instead of using the barrier of, oh my God, I hate this, this isn't the way I used to learn it, we can use the, wow, that's a surprise, that's counterintuitive, that's not the way that I would have done it, and that's not the way I would have thought about it. That can be incredibly useful in retaining that information for later. And lastly, I want to share the words of a very wise man who once said to me, whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're probably right, which leaves you with two choices. You get to pick the perspective that's most helpful to you. Where can you learn more about this stuff? If you want to learn about adult learning, Malcolm Knowles, The Modern Practice of Adult Education from Pedagogy to Andragogy is available from Cambridge Press. Taylor and Marino's 2016 text, Facilitating Learning with the Adult Brain in Mind. And finally, for the hardcore research folks in our midst, Gothi, Roeder, and Kemperman 2016, Mice is in an Enriched Environment Learn More Flexibly Because of Adult Hippocampal Neurogenesis in the journal Hippocampus, 262-261-171. And finally, Yuan et al., an enriched environment improves cognitive performance in mice from the sensuous accelerated prone muscle mouse strain role of unregulated neurotropic factor expression in the hippocampus from neural regeneration research 723 1797 to 1804 i'd also recommend an excellent internet resource called how the brain learns the importance of creating enriched environments when teaching by allison friedrichs and i'll link it in the description below so that's it everybody have a great day. I will leave you with the incomparable Bessie Smith. And until then, till next time, get out there and get some good in your life. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.